Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Kiranam, and after today's episode, I am joined again by Lex. Say hello, Lex. Welcome back. Hello. Hi. Nice to be back. He's back from a long, somewhat long hiatus, so this mainly because um, school is back on and whatnot, and you know, you gotta focus on them and work. But anyway, t- for today's episode, we are doing a K-Pop Roundup, and well... This isn't going to be like your usual K-pop roundup, as this time we are doing a special on a group. And it so happened that Mamamoo came out with a comeback. Well, you can't really call it a comeback, but we'll get into that later. But they released a song last week, and I figured, well, there is one person First. I know who is a very passionate Mumu, so I may as well have her on the show, and that is Lex, our <laughs> resident Mumu. Yay! Woo! So we are g- <laughs> that, and also, um, uh, I I have to admit, like, I don't really like know Mama Moo that much. Like, honestly, like the um, I've gotten the most Mama Moo exposure through doing this podcast because we've covered songs from Hwasa in Maria. Um, I think there was also a ballad in Hospital playlist that was sung by Wean, I believe, yeah. which is quite good actually. And also uh, Solar's YouTube channel. <laughs> and like, I-, I honestly didn't really know how she sang until I watched her YouTube channel. So we are just going to just go through a deep dive through Mama Moo's music and like highlight some of the music that through my and uh, Lex's opinion, what should be the like music that you should definitely check out if you aren't a fan of Mama Moo already. But before we get into that, of course, if you like the podcast and you love what we do, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We are available on just about any podcast platform you can think of. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast as it helps it a lot. And as always, our social media will be in the description below. So without further ado, let's get right into it. And to start, we have, well, I guess I should introduce Mamamoo, just to give a brief summary, just in case if any of you guys don't know who Mamamoo are. Now, they are a group that was formed back in 2014, consisting of four members in Solar, Mundio, Hwasa, and Wien. And they're mostly known for their songs that are inspired by like a jazz, R&B, or a very retro kind of music. Very different from your typical K-pop group. And, you know, this group is very infamous for evoking those strong girl crush vibes. Now, if you, I guess, Lex, I should kind of like let you explain. Like, I, I feel like their girl crush vibe feels different compared to like other artists or groups out there like can you care to explain like how's a little bit different at least in your opinion yeah i feel like their girl crush vibes or the effect that they give to their fans is more like similar to you would say um jesse i guess and changa changa am i saying your name right oh yeah yeah. i I think that's correct Yeah, yeah yeah i think it's similar to that mostly because um they're not like your typical girl group where like they have that feminine vibe or theme and they're they're just overall confident girls or women 
and they inspire girls that way. And I guess a lot of a lot of women look up to them, so that's why they evoke a different kind of vibe. You know, I'm actually curious. Actually, um, is like the majority of Mumu's female? Yeah, I'd say about like ninety percent of their fan base is female. Oh wow! Okay, I don't know. Or like, if not more. That's it. That's really interesting because I, I kind of assumed that at least there'd be like a prominent male fan base at least. Like, I I kind of expected to be in the in the minority at least, but you know, I didn't think it'd be like that much of a minority so that's really yeah. surprising for me but anyway um i i'm i'm a, i'm really interested in their rise because you know as a girl group they're very much underdogs in the industry as for one um they're uh, they're part of a smaller entertainment company in the K-pop industry called RBW. And compared to the big three, so like SM, JYP, or YG, they are a very small company. And, you know, if you're a small company, it doesn't mean that you cannot be successful, but it'll be really, really difficult to do so. And I feel like most of the members in this group have had to take a very unorthodox path to their for their career like for example like i i did some research and you know i was genuinely surprised that solar uh was rejected by tons of k-pop companies when she auditioned like i don't know like when you see her perform like i'm genuinely shocked that no one took a chance on her like is there any reason for that because it's just genuinely uh, shocking like she could be in any of the big three groups <laughs> just on talent yeah. alone like it's it's really confusing to me. Yeah, well, the reason why uh, she was rejected by so many at the start of her career is because she originally wanted to be a flight attendant. She didn't want to be a, a K-pop artist, but then she decided late later on when she was like older, about in her early 20s, that she wanted to be a trainee. So um, usually the K-pop companies, they select like younger trainees because they're um, so that they can, you know, morph them into what they want more yeah yeah and basically she started off late so um yeah she she went with rbw because they their standards are different from other k-pop companies too oh really like like, how are they different like well in terms of mamamoo i know hwasa was rejected a lot because of her body type which is weird but also very common okay yeah and i think um Moonbill, I'm not sure if I remember, but I know she was rejected a lot too. And we, it's just is we in the RBW. Same? Um, I I'm not even sure about Wein, but I, I, I think that they were just lucky enough to be put in a group together by RBW. Mm. Well, I'm really glad that they are because, well, <laughs> they've created like a big following for themselves, and they're really successful in their careers. So. Fair play to them. And, you know, just speaking on Wien and Hwasa, like, I really love the fact that they're both childhood friends from school and they've gone on to basically, you know, build their music career together. Like, you know, I feel like that's such a romantic way of, you know, getting into the music industry because usually that, 
like that doesn't really happen in k-pop and honestly in the music industry in general like you it i don't know it just seems something like out of a movie <laughs> like you, you yeah. know it, it seems like that and you know that's just really great to see because they're both really fantastic and you know speaking on Mumbio and Solar I mean like they're just based on, on the videos that I've seen they're very much very close close friends yeah very close like really um, as, <laughs> okay we'll get on to that later okay <laughs> this is this is not this is not gonna be a video podcast but you know you know if you know but mm-hmm. uh you know uh, like I was watching like Solar's YouTube channel, as I already mentioned, and like I feel like for at least like half of the videos on that channel, I feel like Moonbyul is just there. Like at yeah, this point, like, number one. I feel like she's practic. She could practically just be part of the channel. Like they should. Solar should consider renaming Solar Shido to Solar Moonbyul Solar Shido. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, solar Shido Mundolida. Crap. Okay, that's not good either. Okay, I'm sorry. That, that, was, that was creative, complete, though. That was completely <laughs> botched. I feel bad because I'm learning Korean right now and I completely botched the pronunciation. But it's okay. I'm sorry if you're Korean, if you're listening to this. But sorry. But anyway, like, you know, as we've, as we've already said, like, it just seems clear that all of them are just really close with each other and they're just just really good friends and i don't know i feel like that's really hard to see hard to do in a k-pop group because i feel like i think chemistry bit amongst uh members within a group really just depends on the individuals in them because you know one person could be incredibly talented but they could just be a douchebag in real life you, you, you just don't really know so like you know i feel like rbw really like like they hit the lottery <laughs> ticket to this because they're just, they're just great. And I guess before we go on into like the songs of Mamamoo, I feel like I should just read I should like emphasize that I feel like Mamamoo has like the perfect balance to a K-pop group. If that makes any sense. Like, I don't know, like, what do you think, Lex? Because I feel like there's like three factors for me that kind of just lead to their success, in my opinion. I mean, like for one, there's four members. I, that's really small for a K-pop group. I mean, like, there's group is, like, 17 members, 17, or, like, 9, 8, 7, 5. You know, that's a lot. And, you know, that kind of leads to a lot of problems as well, even though it is beneficial as well. But, you know, as we've seen, like, sometimes that isn't exactly, you know, beneficial because not everyone will get a chance to shine. And, you know, as I've already said, like, they're, they have really good chemistry with each other and, like, they're also ridiculously talented. And I feel like... I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way, Lex, but I feel like if they were in a bigger, bigger girl group, I don't know. Do you feel like their talents would have like been buried a little bit? Do you think if they were in a bigger girl group? Uh, I definitely would think that because just because they're different, they would stand out more, but like to the side almost, just because of like the common girl group image and like how you know, members are usually represented. And I think I think the small group size helps a lot with their chemistry. Mm. And just the fact that their personalities are like meshed together so well. Especially when they're crazy, like in their crackhead videos. Yeah, we'll get into that later. 
but you know, as you know, I feel like this could lead on to another whole podcast about what makes the perfect K-pop group, but let's save that for later. But anyway, let's get on into the music. So the first song that we're going to be covering is their latest comeback. Well, it's not really a comeback. It's more of a commercial, but it's called Wanna Be Myself. And this is technically their first activities together this year as a group, right? Yeah. First, yeah. And in this comeback, well, really commercial, um, they're basically advertising for a clothing company in Korea called Andor. And from what I've researched, they are basically a sportswear brand, so like Adidas, Nike, that kind of thing. And, you know, they're basically just advertising all of the company's products. And let me, I, I just have to say from like a marketing perspective, I think they really like knocked it out of the park for this one. Like, um, I think they, they know how K-pop fans work and like how the fandom works. And I feel like considering how good all of them looked in the video, I anticipate like I'd be, you know, I'd generally be really surprised if um, their products aren't sold out at this point. Put it that way. But I don't know, like Lex, what did you think about this video? Because it's it's typical Mama Moo in a sense, but it's a bit different as well. Like, what do you think? Uh, personally, I loved it. Throughout the video, I was like incoherent. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. But. Um, like visually wise, I love the colors and the background, and like especially the transitions; those were really nice. Yeah, it was typical Mamamoo, like the vibe, but that's what makes it special. Yeah, I think from a music perspective, um, it's really really interesting. Like, um, they go for this uh disco vibe with their song, very eighties. Like, it it's going into in line with like the trend that's going on in music at the moment, where everyone's going on a nostalgia trip. And this kind of goes along with that as well. And I think it's really, really interesting. And I think also, uh, Wien gets a lot of screen time, especially in the music video. Like, she's she's center for at least, for a good, like, 30 seconds, I think. Like, 30 seconds, which seems like a lot. Because, I don't know, I feel like Wien, Wien, sorry, Wien, even though, like, she gets to have her chance to shine a lot, like, I feel like out of all of the members, she's like the one that people kind of, it sounds really harsh, but it's, it's not really, but I feel like she's the one that like people kind of don't really think about, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't know, like, yeah, like compared to she's like, Mubio, like Kwasa or like Solar, like they get a ton of attention, but like Wien is like that one girl that's like, you know, she's there, but like, she's really, really talented and you know, I honestly think that her vocals are really underrated as well. But also, um, Mumbyo also sings in the song. And from what I understand, she is the rapper of the group, right, Lex? Yeah, she's the rapper. Okay. Yeah, like, I actually really like her singing. It's actually generally really good. Like, I, I don't know if you know, but was she originally, like, a rapper when she was brought on as a trainee or did she just get that role once she was became one no they um she got that role because no one else in the group could really rap and they she was supposed to be a vocalist she was training to be one and basically they asked her to rap for her audition and then she did and they liked it so they're like oh you should take this role and then she kind of didn't like it at first but she really fits into it well and like she just grew as a rapper wow Wow, that's really impressive, actually. And, you know, I think when you consider that, like, 
she wasn't even a rapper to begin with. That's just really, really impressive. And I think speaking on the lyrics as well, it really fits the Mamamoo message of being that strong, independent woman that I think like they all like express in different ways. Like I think like I mean like the uh main lyric that I got out was like respect myself, wanna be myself. And you know, I that's a really powerful message. And I feel like that, you know, that resonates well with a lot of the Moo Moo fan base as well. And I, I imagine you were just all hype about it. And mm-hmm. you know, this adds to what is a really, really good song. And you know, I know I know we already kind of mentioned the visuals already, but holy crap. <laughs> right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> like uh, like just doing my research, like I, I watched some reaction videos of what people thought about the song and like God, is, I'm gonna gender this, but like a lot of the you... male reactors are like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> But like, you know, they all look great. Like Solar, especially like, oh my God. Like, you definitely sound like a typical Moomoo right now. Like Solar is like, wow. Wow. Right. She's fit. <laughs> <laughs> she is. As she advertised the gym wear really, really well. Yeah. You see this, the poses she striked <laughs> on the couch? Like, holy crap. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I know. And like Mimio was really cool as well. I know yeah, she gets she, a really cool persona as well. It's like really as cool. always. She always wears that suit, like the power suit. It's so oh, is that nice? A, oh, I thought that was just a thing from the video. Oh no, she always does that. That's oh, like her typical outfit, especially in um, live concerts. I mean, wow. they all wear it, but it's mostly Moonbeam. That's like her signature style. Yeah, but yeah, it's just a great song, and visually, it's just great. It was fantastic, but anyway. Let's move on to the next song. And I picked this song out because just looking through their uh, discography, um, I wanted to look at their earlier stuff. And this song called Piano Man really caught my attention because first off, it's very much jazz. Like this came out in 2014. And I think just looking at other artists that made music at around that time, um, jazz was quite popular it was like the, it's like one of the trends within k-pop like i know like artists like iu um and other artists like they like dabbled in this genre of jazz and they did it really really well and it it became a really popular hit within k-pop so seeing this song was really really cool and like i don't know like what did you think about this song lex because for one it's just a really fun song and visually it's really great as well yeah it's uh I think this song is way ahead of its time just because it's really underrated compared to the other music videos. Like it had less views, but um, I definitely recommend watching the live performances more because they're entertaining and they have like sometimes um, improv lines that they add. Like there was this one where they were singing for this, um, there was this male celebrity in the audience and basically they just added him into, into their, um, performance and it was funny was that staged uh no i think it was improv yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> wow like, you think like stuff like that would be staged but like that's just really that's just hilarious <laughs> if yeah. it was just pure improv but like you know yeah. with this song like i just really like the the music video as well like uh-huh. it's very reminiscent of like 20s and 1930s like classy kind of era of so classy so classy 
and yeah like I, I also really like as well like the video starts off as black and white in the beginning and then like over time you see more and more vibrant colors which is really really cool to see and you know it's just really really great and it's also just quite surreal because they all look so young as well yeah i mean it it was six years ago of course of course they would be younger but like wow they all look, look really really young like was Wien and Hwasa like were they like 18 when they did that video like in 2014 uh yeah they were it's hard to believe right they did not look 18 Hwasa really never looks 18 <laughs> yeah like you know I'll be honest like if you were to tell me that Hwasa was the oldest I would have believed you yeah that's what a lot of people say she looks the oldest and Solar looks younger and Wien always looks the youngest because she has that baby face yeah, I mean, Wayan has that baby face. And, like, you know, I think I feel like she'll always be 21, even though she's, like, 25. But, you know, I feel like you can say that for a lot of people within K-pop and just Korean entertainment in general. But, you know, yeah, like, you know, like, just speaking on them, right? I know we kind of already talked about them as a group. But, like, I'm genuinely amazed that Solar, like, is an introvert. Like, just based on her Myers-Briggs stuff, like, she's labeled as an introvert, which is genuinely surprising because this based how how like how she acts on camera like you wouldn't think that at all mm-hmm. and like even like on that as well like they're both like the group is just really balanced like there's two introverts and two extroverts <laughs> it really works out like i mean even on that as well like i'm like surprised that huasa is the in, the extrovert of the group you're surprised about that <laughs> yeah i thought she'd be like the quiet one <laughs> Oh, yeah, she is quiet in interviews and stuff, but I don't know. She just seems really comfortable talking to strangers. But, like, they're all really shy. Mm. But out of, like, the the most, she's um, seems more extroverted, I guess. Yeah. Extreme synergy. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Yep. That was Piano Man. It's a really, really fun song. Uh, you should definitely check it out. There's, like, it's on YouTube. So... Next song we have egoistic and wow. Like right. I know I already said like so many good things about Mamamoo already, but holy crap, the song was probably my favorite out of all of them. Like, Aww. first off, the music video is so visually pleasing. It's like there's so many vibrant colors and like it's it's just great. Like all of them look great as well with all of their like clothes and whatnot. That, that was really good. And you know, as well, like, this song is very Latin influence. And I don't know about you, Lex, but, like, it worked. It's a really good song. Like, what, what, what did you think about the song when it came out? Because this song came out a couple years back. So, I don't know, like, do you remember, like, how you reacted to the song at first? Uh, yeah, this came out, like, a little bit before I was a fan of Mamamoo. But my reaction was, like, wow, this is what I've been missing before I even knew about them. Like, just, it's a big shock, I guess, if you're seeing it for the first time. And I don't know, they just did so well in incorporating that Latin mix into their music. Yeah, it's just really good. And, like, I see, like, you mentioned here in our notes is, like, Mumbiol's grunt. Was that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait, can you explain that? Because I feel like I missed that when I was watching the video because I've already watched it, like, a few times. For in preparing for this episode, like, what was that? <laughs> like, where was that in uh, the, the song? It's like 
uh, after her rap part, like right after her rap part, she goes, I can't, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. But <laughs> she basically does this little grunt and then she moves her like shoulder and then everybody like goes crazy over that part. Oh. Yeah. Is it just like just really badass in life? Is that just one of those things? Uh, no, it's just like a little small thing that you kind of freak out over. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh okay yeah okay but like oh, yeah, i don't on. know i it, it goes with the girl crush thing i guess yeah i mean like you could you understand all of them but anyway like i also should oh, i we have to comment about solar's pole dancing because of course oh like you you would think that like she's already like wow like she she can do a lot of things but like she just does pole dancing because she wants to it's like wow and she's really good at it as well which is like i don't know like for me whenever i see a girl pole dancing like i don't know i'm i feel like i'm more concerned about their safety as opposed to how beautiful they are doing it like i don't know like i remember like there's like uh i think there's a mama performance back in 2018 i don't know if you saw this yeah, you know I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like she like just decides to just go and pole dance, and like there's like a moment where like she literally like lets go of the pole and stops herself before falling down. I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like holy crap, and you know, I mean, that's just like just so great. She's such a bad girl. It's good in a good way, in a good way. But you know, like. Like, even on her YouTube channel as well, like, she's, like, a ridiculously talented person. And she just does things because she can. And that's just really fantastic. And, you know, like, overall, like, this song is just, wow. You just have to watch it. And it's just such a trip. It's so good. And, like, the Latin influence is really, really great. And, like, (laughs) they, they even have, like, a guy, like, playing the guitar in the back, too. They just... This is really, really good. And, you know, moving on to the final song. And Lex, you wanted to talk about this song called Star, Wind, Flower, and Sun. And, you know, when I watched this, um, I initially thought, um, this is quite funny, actually. Um, because, like, the first five, five to ten seconds of the song, you have them, like, it's kind of like a camcorder perspective. Where they're, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to sing the song at the beach and then the wave comes. You know, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was like the beginning of like a found footage horror film. <laughs> oh, they're screaming. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean the screaming is just like fine because like they're just, they're just it's just fun, innocent screaming. But like, I don't know, like the way they shot it, like I thought, like, oh my god, are like, is this? Are they like filming like one of those like found footage films where like they're at a beach house and like this is like, like in the hours before they're in the beach house and like they're like filming at the beach having fun and whatever and then like they go back and then they're just gonna like have an exorcism happen at the house for some reason like i don't know (laughs) it just felt like that i don't know maybe that's just me and my weird imagination but it just felt like that but anyway (laughs) that's wild (laughs) yeah thanks but (laughs) i don't know that's what i thought it was but anyway like i don't know the song obviously is not about a horror film so Lex, please explain. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, it definitely has opposite vibes of what you were describing, but it's okay. Uh, but this song was written by Solar, 
for um, all of the members and also the fans that are really close to them. And basically the, the title Star One Flower Sun represents all of the members. Um, star is Moon Byul because Byul means star. And wind is Wien and flower is Hwasa and sun is solar, of course. But really, well, I, I'd say what fans love about Moon Byul gets to sing in it, which is rare. And it's a, it's a ballad, which um, is like their best, I guess their most, their best uh, kind, types of songs. And it's just overall, the music video is really nostalgic, relaxing, and carefree vibe. It's on a beach, and it just it feels like you're with them when yeah. you're watching it. And it's extremely sentimental. And I guess, you know, if they, when they do disband in the future, um, this is a song that you go back to and like cry over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, speaking on Mumbio, like, again, this is like the second song where, like, she actually sings in the song. Like, you know, Want to Be Myself, she sang. And in the song, she sung as well. And, you know, I feel like if Mamu were to do future stuff, I would love to see Mumbio just sing as opposed to rap. Maybe, like, give the rap role to maybe someone else. I don't know if they can do that. But, you know, I would love to see Mumbio sing more because I feel like, her vocals are really good as well. I think it's really underrated, like Wien. Like yeah. maybe it's just because like she just doesn't have the opportunity to because that's what her role has her do. But you know, uh, it's just have really... you, I'm sorry, have you listened to her oh, have you listened to her solo solo um solo songs? No, actually. <laughs> like I, I've listened I know I mean, we've listened to Hwas Hwasa's stuff and I've listened to some of Solar's stuff, but I haven't listened to Moonbiel's stuff. Like, does she actually sing? Yeah, she has um, her own ballad. I think it's, it was during last Christmas, I believe she released it. Um, but if you go on SoundCloud, then she has a lot of solo songs. Um, a lot of them have rap in it, but there's a few where she's just she sings fully. And I think it's not as popular as, um, let's say, Hwasa's solo albums. But, you know, it's there. She definitely sings but i guess she'd she'd sing more when she's um on her own rather mm -hmm. than in the group because they only have one rapper yeah okay that's really good to know i should i want I actually really want to check that out because like i i really like listening to Moonbill sing so yeah that's just really really good and you know with the music video like as you've already said like it's very much like a very relaxing very carefree kind of song and i genuinely think that they just I don't know, like for me, I feel like they just decided to have the entire group just go on vacation and just have producers come in and just record them doing stuff. That, I mean, I wouldn't sounds... be surprised because it worked. Like, it, because the scenes that they had in that music video were definitely not in Korea. It was definitely somewhere else. I'm not sure where, but, you know, I mean, if this was part of their vacation and this is like their uh, vacation memory song, I'm all for it. It's good. So... Yeah, like, yeah, it's just really, yeah, as you already said as well, like, it's an incredibly sentimental song. Like, I, I've listened to Solar's solo version of this song, and it's really, really, really good. And, like, you know, it, I feel like, you know, as you already said, like, I feel like all of them will probably look back at the song as part of the memories that they had together when they were part of Mamamoo. So, yeah, it's just really, really good song. And I think it's also the only song that, 
is a ballad and is a music video, correct? Because yeah, yeah, okay. So you know, like if you really want a ballad to check out from Mamu, we should definitely check out this one because you know, for one, musically it's really good, and two, is also some very sentimental value behind it as well. So we should definitely check that out. But I guess fine as for final thoughts. Well, I have, it's funny. I kind of have a question here saying, will I stand Mamamoo? Well, duh, of course, I've already, like, talked about Solar and all of them and, like, escapades already. But, you know, I, I feel like the thing that sealed the deal for me was, um, I think it was one of their, there was a video of one of their fan meets. And I think someone posed the question of how to, like, talk to Mamamoo. Because I guess, like, one of them, one of the fans were, like, shy, understandably. And, like... <laughs> I think they proceeded to invite her on stage and then like all of them were asking questions and then all of a sudden Hwasa like sits on that fan's lap and yeah. like, I'm like whoa <laughs> first off that just shows us a lot of trust between both the fan base and the group which is quite impressive you don't usually don't get to see that and two <laughs> wow that that's like that's like the ultimate fan service. Like I can't imagine what that fan was thinking in her head. I, I imagine like she probably fainted in her head, even though she couldn't. But and then like we and as well proceeded to like sit on her lap as well and like <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. I'm like yeah. I mean I feel like Lex, if you were in that situation, you'd probably faint, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I would be gone. Like <laughs> mentally, the spirit is out of my body. <laughs> yeah. That- yeah, but like, you know, like fair play to Mama Moot for doing that because they don't have to do that kind of stuff, but they still do it anyway. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I still find it kind of hilarious. Like afterwards, like Solar tried to be so professional and tried to shake her hand and whatnot, as opposed to the other members who just proceeded to sit on her lap and like do, they, did, they didn't lap dance, but they, they were, they could if it weren't on camera. But <laughs> hey, 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 look. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Hey, 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 look, I honestly, I genuinely thought they were going to lap dance on her lap. Seriously. I mean, that would just be the ultimate fan service, but I mean, that's rated R. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. They do lots of like low-key rated R stuff, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, very like low-key, like, you know, low-key jokes. Yeah. You know. It's funny. Yeah. if you know It's you really know. funny though, but <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just really great to see like a group like mom would get to do that because as i already said like you don't usually see k-pop groups give that amount of fan service because simply like you know most k-pop groups like those who make it anyway are so popular to the point where like you know it's kind of impossible for them to kind of like personally connect with their fans like that like sure like most k-pop groups do fan events and like they're like usually limited to like a certain number of people and whatnot but you know that doesn't happen for most people especially people internationally as well so yeah um i feel like for me um like okay before i say my bias like i I actually want to ask like who's your bias in the script lex uh see that's the hardest question you can ask someone i think because i don't know i just love them all equally like you can have your own bias in in certain respects right like in certain like she's my bias in style and my bias in singing. I guess Moonbill is my top choice for um, fashion-wise. But I don't know. 
The one who makes me laugh the most is Solar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Such a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like for me, like this is a very difficult question as well because I really like all of them, really. But I feel like if I had a preference, maybe, maybe Solar, I guess. But maybe that's because of her YouTube channel, really, because she does all kind of crazy stuff on that channel. Like, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, but I remember her, like, recently she skydived. Mm -hmm. Uh, She went on a deserted island. Uh, Mm -hmm. She does all kinds of crazy, like, covers as well, which is really good fan service as well. Like, all of her, like, music covers on her YouTube channel are genuinely really great. Like, there's one where, like, they did a cover of a ton of... uh, commercials which is i found really hilarious actually it's actually really good but anyway like you know i I guess for me it'd be a solar as a slight preference but i love them all same yeah i guess to leave off on a kind of an open-end question um what do you think would be the future of mamamoo because based on my research um apparently their contract with rbw ends next year and all of them are up for renewal. And at this point, they can kind of do whatever they want because I, because just based on how much talent is in this group, they could all be soloists in their own right. Like already, you can you can kind of see them doing their own things already. Like Win is doing songs in K dramas, like in Hospital Playlists. Like Hwasa, Solar are doing their own solo stuff, and I'm sure Mumbyo would totally do her own solo stuff as well. So. I don't know, as a Mamamoo, like, what do you think would happen? Because, I don't know, like, of course, I'm sure you would prefer them to be as a group for a little while longer, but I don't know, like, what do you think? Because they could generally do whatever they want, just based on the talent they have. Yeah, that that's right. And I, I don't know, as a fan, I w- just want the best for them. Like, whatever they're most comfortable with, if they... If they feel like it's right to renew the contract, then of course I'll 100% support it. But if they go solo, I don't think that they'll ever lose connection to their fans because they're just, they built that bond so well. And yeah, I think if they go solo, I mean, it is what it is, but they'll always be close. And I think no matter who you support, you'll always see all of them together somehow. somehow. So yeah, it's sad, but... You know, it's the reality of it. They've been together for six years, almost over six years now. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think for me, I feel like they could renew. But, you know, I don't know. This is like just a theory of mine. But maybe perhaps they can renew with the company. But kind of put their group stuff a little bit on ice. So, like, they can just go ahead and renew the contract. And then they can, like, proceed to do all of their solo stuff. Because... Uh, I think on their Wikipedia page for like RBW, like all of the members of Mamamoo are already listed as soloists anyway. So they could just go on with their mm-hmm. own stage name and do their own thing. And then like, you know, yeah. on occasion, like every once in a while, they could just do like a thing, like, a, like an EP together. I feel like that would be all right. And, you know, hopefully it could be like that because I would love to see more Mamamoo stuff because as I've already said, like, I think only in this past year, they've only done this commercial in Wanna Be Myself. And outside of that, they've mostly been doing solo stuff. And, you know, Solar's, like, been doing really well for her YouTube channel. 
Kwa stuff. Yeah. As I already said, like she's doing really well with solo stuff. Wein is still doing solo stuff as well and like doing stuff with K-dramas. So, you know, I feel like, like you said, like whatever what happens, I feel like the fan base would be all right, all right with it. Like, you know, I feel like at this point, they just really just support them as people and whatever they do, they'll just support them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think as friends as well, like I don't think they'll like separate or like grow apart. Like, I don't think that's not, that is not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, Moonbyul and Solar should practically just live together at this point. And Hwasa mm-hmm. and Wein, I mean, they're childhood friends as well. So they're going to stay friends for a long time, no matter what happens. So, you know, I don't think we sh- any of us should be worrying about them that much. And we should just support them in whatever they want to do. So I guess for, for you, Lex, um, out of all the songs that we've featured today, is there like one that's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Oh, why do you guys do this? <laughs> I think I think Star One Flower Sun probably. Okay. It most yeah. means like the sentimental like the story behind it, really. Yeah, that's that's the reason for that. But if if not that one, then egoistic. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, for me it's probably egoistic and yeah, egoistic and wanna be myself probably. Both of them are just pretty solid. So you know yeah, I mean, I think thanks for this podcast because I'm definitely going to listen to more Mamamoo stuff. Um, I am definitely going to add more Mamamoo stuff to my playlist, my K-pop playlist that's growing <laughs> ever so much. I mean, I think in my playlist so far, I have over like 100 songs. I got to add some more because there's just yeah. more stuff out there. So yeah, thanks for this. Lex because this was really really good and I I think I feel like I feel like I have more knowledge about Mama Mumao thanks to you so thanks no thank you too because no one ever really wants to talk about them with me because I <laughs> fangirl too much but you know this was nice yeah and you know if I message you about random Mama Mumao stuff I see you you know you understand mm-hmm. Or like the next time people ship Mumbio and like Solar hard again. We both understand. Yeah. I'll but, send you stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like speaking on like Hwasa, like her group with like Lee Hori and like Jesse is still going on. And like, I think they're probably gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna post their uh, stuff soon. So that'll be really exciting to see. We'll definitely cover that on K-Bow Roundup because holy crap, that's another super group we need to cover. But anyway, that is all for this week of K-Pop Orama. And, you know, again, much thanks to Lex for, you know, talking about Mamamoo for at least an hour because I'm sure she wants to do it. It's like a form of release for her. It's, I'm sure she really appreciates this as well. So it's really, really good to see that. And, you know, other than that, this is Gian and Lex from K-Pop Rama signing off. Take care and have a good weekend, everybody. And don't forget to check out another episode of K-Pop Rama next week. All right, until then, see you guys. Pew, 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 pew,